This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton, as usual. Oh, Jen, I've started, I've started the podcast like this a few times in the last in the last few weeks and months. Eh? Where to start again? That's, uh, our teams are giving us plenty to talk about, that's for sure. I think it's going to be that way right to the end of the season. But I guess we'll, we've obviously got to start with the Scottish Cup, and I guess we'll, we can we can go in uh, and kick off order and start with Dundee United, which was, I think, Listen. Let's not rank them, and let's not rank them in order. But in terms of uh, in terms of performance in a ninety minutes, you could probably say that United's performance against Aberdeen was the 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 pick of the bunch, wasn't it? It was it was their best performance of the season, Jim, wasn't it? Oh, by a long uh, way, Eric. To to be honest with you, I have to say I, I've actually been asking Where's myself, been hiding? Since, <laughs> "Where has it been hiding? Where where did it come from?" Because it was it was completely undone United like, and and you know it, it throws up a whole lot of questions which you might touch on. We've touched on is Mickey staying? Is he going and all the rest of it? But you know, um, we can touch on that no doubt. But I mean, to the performance itself, it, it was simply astonishing. I mean, I thought they, you know, apart from the the, the scoreline three 0 at Petardi, which is a handsome win. Uh, uh, the best of any year, you know, uh, yeah. uh, absolutely. You know, I mean, the <clears throat> I, I, I just thought the, 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 the you know, the, the, the kind of controlled aggression that they played with, the tempo, the pace, the directness, you know, um, everything was either first touch pass or take a slight touch and pass. It was, you know, uh, uh, there, there was a there was a an elegance, but there was also a kind of fierceness. And I don't mean in a, in a, in a kind of you know the traditional term. Just the, the, you know the, the pace that they played it, what I thought was terrific. You know, they they bossed the game. They dominated Aberdeen. They, they you know they looked fit. They looked lithe. They looked lively. It was just an absolutely first class uh, performance and and three terrific goals as well. Now you can argue, you know, from now to doomsday that um, Aberdeen, you know. I, I know that you know the allegations and suggestions that that, that they were tired of Scott, uh, Scott, uh, Stephen Glass making. Those, it's, but you can only it's beat it's certainly not an allegation that they were rubbish. Eh? <laughs> no, no, they, you can only beat what you're up against. And and you know, and all three goals um, uh, were terrific. You know, the, the first one, the wee layoff from Shank onto McNulty, a really tidy angled shot. You will be asking why you got so much room, but that's not United's problem. Um, the Edwards header, I mean, what, what what a prodigious leap that it was. You know, he was, he was marked by kind of one of the smallest guys in the park, but he attacked the ball, put it away brilliantly. And then, you know, the, the third goal, uh, I thought Eric was, you know, probably, you know, the, in many respects, the pick of the bunch. It was a lovely move. I mean, Harks, um, you know, played a beautiful ball through, uh, McNulty through under the keeper. Oh, just thought, lovely oh, passing move football, wasn't yeah, it? Just great really stuff. It was great football. stuff. And as you say, you know, where was it hiding? Where has it been that, that that kind of football, you know, I mean, it, it was absolutely terrific to watch and and I'm sure it was terrific to play in as well for the guys because it was one of these days for United where everything simply clicked. Yeah, no, I would agree with all of that, Jim. And listen, Sean, it, well, I guess we, we, none of us know if that will be, if that will be the, the start, the fire, the, the starting gun to what will be Dundee United's cup run to to win the thing, you know whether that will be the standard that they'll now meet in the semi final and then get to the final and, and and do the whole thing, or if it will be if it will be a peak that can't be repeated. Time will tell, but it is the standard they have to they have to try to emulate. And if they do emulate that standard, they've got a really good chance of winning the competition. I mean, we'll come on the draw after that, but it was a high bar they set, wasn't it, Sean? Yeah, it really, really was. And um, I mean, we sort of touched on Aberdeen's contribution a wee bit and Stephen Glass saying. They looked tired. Very strange. I, I thought it, his I comments think, were very, very strange. You yeah, know? I mean, it, I mean, if you're just, gonna, I mean, what do you say in his position? No, what you can't even come out and go. Do you know what? That was crap. I know, <laughs> but that, I already mean, that's, that's what it was. I, I know, but first of all, it, it just kind of made me think. Well, you should have, you know, managed your squad properly. You know, I mean, Callum Davidson's managed his squad for you know for that program wasn't a surprise. It wasn't a shock that they were playing Celtic, and the most important game was their cup tie. So, if they're tired. From playing two games in a week, then sorry, it's your fault, Stephen. Well, anyway, no carry that. But also, I think I think we've I've sort of touched on this before with Aberdeen on a couple of occasions. That there is that feeling that it's the end of something uh, at the moment, and I don't think the start of something has begun yet. I think that that will happen at the start of next season after the summer. At the moment, it's still got a feeling of petering out to me, and I think that was that performance was. Yeah, was I think you're right. Evidence of that. Um, so that was certainly an element in it, 
Uh, so Dundee United had had a lot of freedom to play they wanted to, but, but but by God, they went and took the chance. Because if you look at that side, I mean, from middle to front in particular, there was nobody less than a seven out of ten amongst that group. I mean, you can actually take it back to fullbacks. Liam Smith was great. Yeah, Jamie Robson was very him. good. Yeah. Parks, Fuchs, McNulty, Clark, Shankland, all, all really, really good. Um, and when you get all those key players playing as well as they did in one go, well, there you go. There's a good side there, uh, but but the thing with United has been that hasn't happened all that often this season, if at all. Certainly not to that extent, uh, where everybody was on it like that. But that was a performance that has set a new bar for them. I think uh, we are coming to the end of the season now. So, in terms of the league, they've nothing to worry Who about cares? with relegation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of dead rubber at this point. The Scottish Cup now is something really, really to focus on. That's a real carrot because beyond the silverware, which is fantastic, every, every club wants to win trophies, there's also a real, real financial incentive now uh, oh, no, to, go, game, to go and win changer. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for every club that's still in it, it'll be huge. But for United, I mean, United haven't been uh, backward um, about coming forward with their financial struggles this season. So for them in particular... You would think that uh, this is this is something that that will really become the major focus between them and the end of the season. Will be it go and win that, Jim? I think just before we, we'll we'll leave the actual performance alone and, and move on, uh, it strikes me as that's the first time, and certainly it's the most spectacular example. But it feels like the first time that the front three that we've ourselves and and Dundee United fans have can. Continually said it just isn't working, you know these the, the old square pegs and round holes and such. You know McNulty, Shanklin, and Clark. But this is it. Really, it really did work on this occasion. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess do we, you know do we do we think that it can it can now work against other teams or do we think it was Aberdeen specific because it hasn't worked? It, it's not worked more often than it's worked. Put it that way. No, well, I, th- I think the thing is, uh, Eric, it did work. And uh, I mean, you know, in terms of performance, they could have actually been three up before they were oh, two absolutely. up because, you know, there was the, the wonderful ball across for Harks, which he stretched for and, and, and just missed at the far post. There was the the, 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 the Fuchs shot, which was really um, w- well saved as well, you know. And then, in fact, cl- uh, even after that, Clark had a shot, which I think was only kind of, you know, just wide and, and, uh, and well, I'm not putting saying just wide and no more. It was wide, that's the bottom line. But, you know, three terrific kind of efforts um, before uh, they went two up with it with the Edwards goal. So, uh, you know, the performance was there. Now, sometimes, sometimes, you know, things just click. Managers talk about building teams and things start to come together and all the rest of it. There, there is there is a point where that happens, you know, where the manager and the coaching staff have seen it coming. They they've seen the stuff in the training ground. They know that it's there. Maybe. Um, uh, you know, maybe the Aberdeen performance was the day it simply blossomed, and and you know, just as spring is in the air, it sprung for United, and it's there now. If they could do it against Aberdeen, can they do it against Hibs in the semi-final, and then in the final, you know, should they get there? Um, is the uh, the sixty-four thousand dollar question? Um, it was painfully obvious that that you know Shanklin, McNulty, and Clark were playing with a terrific fluency. We've said at different times this season, you know, they look like a, a you know a, a, a terrific potential striking kind of trio but it just hasn't worked there are times where various things have happened Shanklin's had he had issues early on with injury and then kind of you know hesitated to loss of form but he was almost playing as a surrogate midfielder having to drop very deep to pick the ball up um it hasn't quite worked for McNulty. Uh, Clark has quite often been withdrawn behind the two, although he was, you know, from a penalty spot for a while, um, he, he was knocking him in. But I mean, you know, it, it came together. And I think you saw fluency. The whole team were fluent. That was that was the thing. So it might well be simply that um, that this was the day when you know what they've been working on in training uh, and throughout the season actually simply clicked into gear. And and if that's the case, um, then they wouldn't have to fear. Um, Hibs in the semi-final because they have proven that on the day they can play really neat, tidy, smart football, and they certainly did it at the weekend. Sean, it seems to me. I mean, obviously, you you were right saying that there wasn't anybody dipping below seven, so it was a it was a strong strong team performance from one to eleven. 
and the front three, they all they all played a, a big part in it. But it it feel it feels as if for this this sort of last stage of the season that uh, McNulty's emerging as the main man up front. Um, is that the sort of impression you get as well? Which you wouldn't have seen coming a few weeks ago. Certainly not when he was <laughs> when he was moaning about the fact that this wasn't the team to be in if you wanted to score goals. But he is he's emerging as the main man, isn't he? Uh, it, it, yes, I mean that performance in, in front of goal was 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 fantastic, and I don't think there's been a, a, at any point any doubt that McNulty's got that in him. Uh, I think his grumbles were probably fair enough at the time. That the, the system that they were playing wasn't suiting him, and it wasn't suiting Lon Shankland. Nicky Clark managed to profit from it um, with with a few penalties thrown in. But I mean, in the main, they weren't scoring a great deal of goals. So I mean, I understand where he was coming from. And actually, to be fair to Mark McNulty, I, I think he was remarkably honest uh, about the fact that he wasn't playing as well as he he wanted to. As well, he he wasn't just grumbling about the system not suiting him and not taking any responsibility himself. He he said, "I've not played as well as I as I think I can at United too." So he took his share of the blame. He took it on the chin, but uh, his attitude clearly, as as despite his honesty about the various issues that he's had, his attitude has clearly been spot on when it comes to being on the pitch because he hasn't stopped trying. And in that in that system on Saturday and against that opposition, it all sort of clicked. And were his attitude not spot on, he wouldn't have been in the position to get what he got out of the game. Um, so for all that, perhaps he he hasn't set the heather alight in the way that he would have wanted at Dundee United. Uh, because when he arrived, let's remember, he was talking about playing himself back into the Scotland squad for the Euros as well. Clearly... Uh, I, I mean, I, I would very much doubt that he's done enough to do that, um, given given the people who are in his way. But that performance at the weekend was great. That's what he's got about him. And I mean, yeah, if you you look now from the semi final and the final, forget about the league as we said before. But he's got a great chance now to go and really make an impact at Dundee United in this spell, having, having not started as well as he would have liked and having had his concerns about the way they were playing and admitting that he hadn't done as well as he wanted, if it clicks now, then the whole th- the whole exercise will have been worth it for yeah. both him and for Dundee yeah. United. So, yeah, he's he, he's got a great chance and United have got a great chance. So from, from looking like the season was kind of petering out, we're actually at a really exciting point for United now. Do you get the Do you get the same impression, Jim? That I mean, you know what strikers are like. They do what they do want to be the top dog. They want to be the they want to be the main one. They want to be the so. If it'd been the old days, without squad numbers, they'd want to be the one with number nine. You know, do you get the feeling that 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 McNulty is the sort of top dog? Well, I think the thing with McNulty is, uh, you know, you, you never know what's going through the mind of of, of a football player. I, mean, I like McNulty, and I said that when he came in, and I suppose, you know, uh, lots of us have kind of been disappointed the way it's worked out for, or maybe sometimes hasn't worked out for him in terms of scoring because he has undoubted ability. He's, he's got a fine touch. He's, he's mobile. He's lively. Um, and I think you know the weekend proved that you know that, that w- when he's on song, he really is a very fine player indeed. Um, the, the, the thing is, you know. If he goes out in a high with you know with um, a Scottish Cup win, you know if United do that, not only is it a kind of huge boost for him, it's a huge boost for the club because it gives them European, um, you know, European earning potential as well. But the thing is, McNulty is now I think playing very much for. His future, where does he go now? Well, he goes back to, I think, parent club Reading. Um, I always think there's a worry when you're out on loan anyhow, you know, do the parent club really fancy is, is your next move elsewhere? Um, I think he showed uh, over the weekend just what he has in his locker. So, you know, the, he's got a wee bit of that to play for at, at this stage in, the, in his career. I, mean, I doubt very much of his career, <laughs> of his, his any future at Tannadice. I doubt if they could, United could afford him, let's be blunt, because the money he will be on uh, south of the border will, will be United are picking up a chunk of those wages. It was simply uh, no Scottish club outside of Celtic and Rangers could probably get close to competing with. So McNulty, I think, has shown 
with that performance, uh, just what he has in the locker, and and I think he's he's probably playing and and uh, to to attract an audience either to his own parent club at the minute and say here's you know here's actually what I can do, boys. Are you watching or 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 to other watchers? Um, so you know he he is undoubtedly I th- I think of the three of, of Shankland uh, and Clark, uh, McNulty is probably the most mobile, probably. In some respects, actually, I think I hesitate to say the most naturally, the most natural goal scorer because Shanklin has proven that that you know what a goal scorer extraordinary he can be. But McNulty, I think, is perhaps a bit more mobile, you know, in and around the box. So I think very much here's a guy who has the ability. It suddenly. Uh, really sprung into gear at the weekend and very probably, you know, saying to, to either his parent club, here's what I can do, um, or to others, come and get me. Yeah, well, well, we'll come back to the semis and United's chances in a wee bit, but we'll, we'll just we'll just finish off with the quarterfinals now. And there, there you are thinking uh, Dun United would be winning at Aberdeen would be the big story of the day. And Sean, along comes Xander Clark. And everything that followed, I mean, try and uh, it doesn't become any less memorable, bizarre, surreal, whatever you want to call it, with a gap of a few days, does it? It was, it was quite, it was, it was. I mean, and sitting in the back of that main stand, watching, it, I can't recall anything like it in my reporting days. And I, I guess you know when you when you hear the commentary and all the rest of it for what you guys would have been watching on the TV, it's it was the same. For 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 those of you watching it in your lounges, it was just an incredible, incredible end of a football match, wasn't it? What I want to know is, did, did everybody in the press box maintain decorum? <laughs> We're all socially what? distant. So, what do you mean at the Rangers' end? Or <laughs> well, St Johnston end. Yeah, I, th- I don't think I would. I don't think I would have been able to contain but, myself. Uh, by the way, I'm just I'm just delighted that Nicholson thinks I've got a lounge. I've got a living room. You know? I'm just a, a oh, Dundee so working well, class well, boy. You know. Yeah, you, 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 so. <laughs> Is that is that a sofa or a, or a, a uh, well, or a I, I, whatever it is, it's flat now because I left, I leapt off it. I mean, just uh, I, I, and utterly, Eric, you were there. Sean and I were having to watch it on the telly. <clears throat> utterly remarkable in in every respect. Not you didn't give goal. up on them. You didn't switch off when when t- well, I mean, when the Rangers scored, did you? No, I mean, well. <laughs> I nipped at the living room to put the kettle on, you know. <laughs> um, it was just a remarkable performance. I mean, not, not only the, you know, not only I, you know, I am giving him the goal. I know, not the touch. There was a touch in and all the rest of it. it wasn't a beaver the header. It wasn't going in. But the, the string of saves that he had throughout the game, you know, not just the penalty saves. He had a string of saves throughout the game. He, you know, he um, a couple in the first half. Morelos, from, yeah, from, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah, and uh, a string of saves. You know, it was just a, a great all-round performance. And and if you, uh, you know those those who know know him know what a big character he is. And I mean th- that th- those images and that wee kind of fly grin he had at the end, just when the camera honed in on him, will just live with me oh, forever. He nearly sent. He, ne- he nearly sent Jason. Jason Kerr's <laughs> a strong boy, but that shoulder he put on him <laughs> when he was running back to the half William was quite <laughs> something, wasn't it? Incredible, John. <laughs> it was. It was. It was just the most. It was so unRangers like, and so un Johnson like. Apart from this season, which <laughs> you just because the script was, you know, if it, if they said it had happened the other way around, you'd say, oh, that's predictable." Maybe not the goalie bit, but you know, Rangers Rangers see these games out, don't they? You know, the wee teams don't the wee teams don't come back like that at, at Ibrox in cup quarterfinals. No, no, um, they they don't in general, um, and. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, Saint Saint Mirren had a similar experience, albeit not not quite as uh, dramatic with the goalkeeper's involvement earlier in the season in the League Cup, um, doing a similar thing uh, to Rangers, um, who scored very late, and then Saint Mirren found a way to come back again right at the death, and, and another example of a smaller team doing that to a bigger team, and that's not something you expect at all. Um, from a Saint Johnson pers- uh, perspective, I can't think of anything else quite like it. That I've ever seen, um, in my time, um, it was it was remarkable, and yeah, I was sitting in the living room watching it. So uh, you get to almost the end of extra time, and you're thinking, right, we'll get them a penalties here. And uh, when Tavernier scores, I, I must admit, I did uh, like Jim. I did leave the room. I didn't go to make a cup of tea. I went to sulk. <laughs> uh, through in the kitchen, so f- f- furious. So I managed to I managed to get myself back through um, in time for Xander trotting up the park, 
and I'm I'm awfully glad I did <laughs> because uh, <laughs> what what followed that was unbelievable. Um, yeah, and and I'm like I'm I'm, I'm like Jim. I think okay, Chris Kane got the touch, and I, I I hate the idea of taking glory off Chris Kane because Lord so knows does he, Caleb he, Davidson. He, so does I Caleb know, Davidson, and he he works hard enough to deserve his moment when it comes, but. Goodness me, that's got to be Xander's moment, surely, doesn't it? I think even Chris Kane would admit that, I think. That's just a, a remarkable piece of football. And it still it still stuns me now when I watch it back. And I'm still watching it back, I have to say. I think I, I, I probably clocked up a couple of thousand views uh, between then and now because it just it never do, gets do any prefer, less do joyous. You prefer, do you prefer the Rangers TV commentary or the... <laughs> Oh, the Premier Sports one. I must admit, I'm not. I'm not. What's the goalie uh, doing, Tom? Shadden What's Friggan. the goalie yeah, doing? I did see that. I, I also saw it soundtrack with the Titanic. Oh, oh yes, uh, theme tune as well. Um, yeah, aye, look, it, it never gets any any less uh, fantastic to watch. So I've watched it loads and loads of times. Um, I don't think I'll ever stop watching it. But the, pen, the penalties, Jim. I mean, again, I mean they were magnificent penalties, and I, I think that speaks to a team that's full of confidence and just so the self-belief they, they you know we've all watched loads of penalty shootouts I've seen a few St Johnson penalties in the last few years that have been a bit of, they couldn't score one let alone let alone four but every single one of them are with conviction you know I must admit when Callum Booth was stepping up I was just thinking of his he's appalling penalty for United and against St Murn you know when the when none of them scored and it was like this sort of this trundler down the middle that, that put the the chair that put ended up just finishing off that playoff. It was the last one, wasn't it? But you know, Jason Kerr's, they were all like <laughs> either bottom corner or power. And it was, you know, United, uh, sorry, Rangers were the ones that were hesitant and sort of feeling the weight of pressure. It was, it was just, it, it's, it, it speaks, like I come back to it, it speaks to the mentality of the St. Johnson team. They were clinically merciless, I think. Didn't even have to take the fifth one, you know. I mean, they, they were absolutely merciless. Eric, you know, we're saying a minute ago about United, you know, it suddenly clicks into gear. I, I, I think you made a really good point there about the mentality. Some, there's a time in the affairs, you know, a tide in the affairs. I mean, there's a tide in the affairs of a football club where they take the next step. And, and I'm actually kind of wondering if St. Johnson have taken that next step. I mean, Callum Davidson was a serious performer, both for his country and in England as well. He's an absolutely calm rock of a, of a guy. He's, you know, he, he's got that team playing kind of really good football. He's got them organised, drilled, methodical, good to watch as well. You know, expansive when they need to be, <clears throat> tough when they need to be. And I'm kind of wondering if... You know, the, the way the penalties were taken, Big Xander and the goal, the whole performance is redolent of a side that have kind of taken the next wee step. There's a mental, uh, there's been a mental spurt with St. Johnston. You know, they, they, they've kind of gone to the next level, I, I think. I, w- I would put nothing, I mean, you know, we'll come to the semis and all the rest of it, but, you know, somebody said to me, who do you think? And now, I mean, you know, United St. Johnston have a great chance. I think St. Johnston are in a terrific chance here of making it a double. Uh, they they are a strong, mentally strong and physically strong side. They just have an air about them. I, you know, I hesitate. I wouldn't say it for a minute an air of invincibility, but they have an air of of um, almost an arrogance. And I don't mean that in, in the traditional sense of the word. But there's a there's a great self belief. And, and I'll I think put it, that, put that's it this way, projected. Jim. I've never I've never known a time when. Other clubs and other clubs' fans are talking about avoiding St. John's absolutely in a, in a in a semi-final, and I think that says it all, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely. I mean, they, they are now seen as a serious force to be reckoned with, and 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 yeah, it's all the more remarkable <clears throat> when you think, you know, what what a, what a start to the season they had, you know, because there were times you looked and we we, we talked on the podcast, and you know, I wrote the column about it. Look, they'll get out of this, and we pretty much knew they did, but it looked for a while it looked kind of quite hairy. The, the, the development and the growth uh, and the mentality uh, of the team, and not just the team, the squad, because it is a squad game, has been utterly remarkable. There is, there is a togetherness and a mental toughness um, about this side, I think, which is, is, is quite remarkable. And I think, you know, start of a real, if you can keep them all together, start of a real growth period. Well, we'll come to that. We, I don't think they will all stay together for, and for that. I fear, I fear it. It could be the breakup of a, of the band at the end of the season to some extent. But Sean, just one thing before we move on from the actual game, one thing that didn't get 
I, when I did my sort of reflections piece, you know, talking points after it, if I'd done, I did five. If I'd done six, I'd have probably, I'd have probably spoken about how it's, you know, if you think back a couple of months, you could look at the obvious uh, talisman for St. Johnson. It would be Sean Rooney. It would be David Wotherspoon, potentially even Craig Conway with, with in the big games, that sort of thing. It's there's almost like it, it's changed slightly now as well, you know. So. David Wotherspoon isn't at the best of his form just now. He's not he's not influencing matches maybe like he was before he went away with before that wee break when he went away with Canada potentially. But others are doing it now, you know, so it's not it's not as if you stop one man, you stop St Johnson, is it? No, no. Ali McCann's come right on to a game, and, and, and that's not to say that, that he was he, he was, he was poor quiet. Before. He was quietly efficient yeah. before. Now yes. he's, he's dominating games, which. You know, there you go. We take us, we take us into the Ali McCann chat, which is how long can you they keep him and how how much does he go for, Sean? Um, not very long, and hopefully a lot. Would <laughs> 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 be the answers to those questions. Uh, I, 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 I do. I, I don't think for a second for 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 all that Ali McCann has in terms of in terms of his publicity has probably suffered from a bit of St. Johnstonitis. I think that we can we can call we can blame that for the lack of uh, Scotland recognition for certain people in that team over the years as well. He's not he's not trumpeted as this fantastic young player as he should be. I believe he's overlooked uh, for for young players in similar positions at, at, at other clubs. Oh yeah, the, the really, Lewis the, Ferguson being the obvious. Yes, example. he's the really 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 obvious one. Is Lewis Ferguson's the one that's trumpeted as this fantastic young Scottish talent Ali McCann is as well a young Scottish talent but unfortunately uh, or perhaps not unfortunately perhaps criminally the SFA ignored him uh, throughout his development and now he's chosen Northern Ireland as is his right to do so there you go Um, but were he at a bigger club I think he would have been talked about an awful lot more than he has been um, in in the national media up to now, we've 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 talked about him an awful lot because we see him every week and we know what he's all about. Um, but he hasn't he hasn't had that same level of profile in the national media. I I think that will change. Um, and even if, but the thing about Ali McCann is for me, I don't think what will happen next in his career requires that level of publicity about it because although he has been able to sort of work a bit more quietly than other players. There are really, really switched on scouting networks and uh, at other clubs, at bigger clubs, who will know oh, he's exactly been what he's about all he's about. He's being talked about in that. Yeah. You're right. Of Amongst professionals been. in the game, they will know what he's all about. So expect this summer to see, to see somebody sniffing about Ali McCann, probably more than one club, I would have thought. Um, the question then becomes how much, how much does he go for if he goes? And I, I would, I would hope that that St Johnston can can hold out and get some really, really decent money because I, I, I think he's a terrific, terrific young player with a, with a really, really big future ahead of him in the game. And and if St Johnston can get a chunk for him initially and a slice of what happens in the future, they they will be they will have done very well out of Ali McCann. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't like. He's a different type of player to to David Turnbull, um, Jim, because he's he's not Turnbull's a, you know, more of an attacking midfielder. Ali McCann, more of an all round midfielder. But I don't think it's unfair to to look at the 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 figure that that Motherwell got for Turnbull of Celtic as a as a starting point because I think there'll be more clubs potentially in for Ali McCann. I think he's he's more ready and more physically capable to go down south than. Perhaps Turnbull. Um, I think Saints fans would rather see him take that route as well, rather than the tradition, the traditional one to the to the old firm. And he's under contract for two years. He's got a few caps for his country. He's twenty one. You know, I think, I think that's a reasonable starting point, isn't it? If people come in and start the bidding in the summer, Jim. Yeah, well, or am I being too it, overly it, optimistic? It, it, no, it's it's the oldest story in the world. In the, in the world, um, Eric, it depends. You know, you, you get what someone is a prepared to offer, and and b 
what, what the, the selling club are prepared to uh, accept. And of course, that, that also depends on the player. And, you know, like all players, he's got a representative, an agent who will kind of try, you know, uh, steer him in, in the right direction uh, where it will not just be about the kind of the, the highest offer. Now, um, the, the one thing that, you know, you could say with, the you know, both Jeff Brown and, and, and Stevie Brown is that they will not be... Um, Easily, kind of, you know, manipulated into taking a lesser offer than they think their their man is worth. Um, that's assuming he goes. I mean, he's what is Ali twenty one? He's playing. Well, listen, he's not pushing. Six, that no, he's by no means this is not a guy. He's, he's, I mean, no, very he, sensible family, sensible absolutely. guy himself. He he would. I'm sure he would be perfectly happy to take another year at St Johnson. Yeah, and I, I, continue I, I, his progression. So you know, there's there is that. I mean, you know, the the ideal scenario would be he takes another year at St. Johnson. In that time, he signs another extension to his contract, which which then, you know, gives Saints the the possibility of selling maybe next summer, breathing space to sell him next summer. He continues his form both club-wise, internationally, uh, and it gives Saints still the chance of a handsome fee uh, in return. That assumes his upward trajectory. Now, there's no reason to suppose that that will not be the case. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world, he's mobile, he's, a, he's got lovely vision, he's physically strong enough, he's mentally strong enough for the game. So, you know, you assume that his, his career will continue unabated and, and uh, on that upward trajectory, as I say. Now, you know, a hundred things can happen in professional football, as we know. Injury being 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 the you know the the, the worst of them, obviously. I mean, I don't you know a player like McCann isn't going to suffer from a loss of form because well he will he temporarily well, a player does, yeah. but but not, you know he's not going to be one of these guys that you know as a here today gone tomorrow. We can see quite clearly he's got uh, loads of ability. Um, so the ideal thing I think would be for Saints to get another season out and put him on that that you know, a longer contract and get a good few bob for him. But football doesn't always work that way. And if someone comes in with a head-turning offer, both for St. Johnston um, and for the player, <coughs> then that's a different kettle of fish. Now, you know, I, I, I'm torn between saying I'd like to see a, a young talent like that staying in Scotland uh, to, so, so we could enjoy it here um, and accepting the fact that there's nothing worse than watching one of your star players going to either you know, Govan or the East End of Glasgow and coming back to torment you. Um, so, you know, probably you'd want to see him going south and, and flourishing at a very high level, Premier League level. Um, I, I, and also, if he, if he does go south, they'll get the kind of fee that Celtic Rangers, frankly, can't match and uh, won't be able to match. So if he, ha- if he has to go, and that's, that's not a given at this stage because he's not pressing for it, Saints don't seem in a hurry to sell him, all of these things. There's no bid on the table, that's the other thing. But if he was to go, you'd want him to go for the highest possible offer and that would come from from England I think you know and and and, and he he looks to me as he's got all the tools in his box to prosper there Sean the semi-finals then what was your what was your gut instinct when you for our, for our two teams I think United probably Hibs would have been the one they would have wanted to avoid I would think because they've got they've got a decent record against Saints it's been four draws um, St Martin they'd have probably would have been their first choice so I think Hibs would have been the one United would have wanted to avoid and I don't I think yeah I think Callum would have probably taken St Martin wouldn't he out of, out of the other the other two is that your sort of feeling? Yeah I wouldn't disagree with that um, I, I think from well I mean I can speak from my own perspective when, when um, United and Hibs came out of the heart first uh, I, I was I was pleased with that, with my St Johnson fan hat on that we were getting St Mun. That was, and that's no. I, mean, I don't mean to be disrespectful to St Mun, but that's that's great. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, Hibs, all right. We've, we've had some decent matchups with them this season, St Johnston, and, and obviously demolished them in the semi final of the of the Betfred Cup, but. Yeah, and I, I, there's there's still a weariness with Hibs uh, because although they are vulnerable, they can I mean, turn it you, on. you don't you don't get to third in the league without having a degree of consistency and and an ability to turn it on, as you say, and they certainly can. They've got they've got great attacking players, and indeed in that in that Betfred semi, they they could have scored a couple of times before St Johnston did as well. So there's there's a danger with them. I mean United as well. There's a danger that they showed at the weekend. Uh, if they're all playing, there's a danger with them as well, and McNulty, Shankland uh, as well. I mean, they've got some high quality players there, so you'd be slightly wary of them. St Mirren, all right, they're, they're not 
they're not uh, the worst of the worst in the Premiership by any stretch. In, in fact, they were right in it for the top six. Um, and they, when they play well, have, have got a decent kind of bar of quality about them. But the, there is also that, that inconsistency about them. Um, and I think St Johnston are at a point in their season where, crucially at this point in the season, they're finding that consistency. Um, and they have since the turn of the year, to be fair, largely. So um, when you look at the possibles, and I, I, I would have been, I, I'm, more, I'm happy from for St Johnson that they got some Mirren. There's there's a lot of backstory with Hibs and also United as well, going to 2014 in the final there. Um, I'm sure United would have preferred St Mirren, um, but they've got Hibs. So that's... Uh, They've got to do the uh, they've got to do the the hard work. Not that Saints don't, but uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's just it's so. The bottom line is it's so wide open. Oh, of course it is. I mean, you could at this point. Yeah, it it kind of reminded me of. I listen. There's been there's been a few of these, hasn't there? I mean, it was it was it was like the the semi finals for the for the Betfred, wasn't it? You know, you you really you didn't think. Oh, I, I really really don't want that that team and I really really do want that team it's it's they are all they are all toss of the coin jobs I think for United's point of view Jim is is it a matchup that worries you they haven't beaten him this season you know what how um, do you how do you feel about that one well, I, I think it's, it's it's an extremely tough um, game against. I mean, Hibs are Hibs are a good side. You know, they're they're a very good side. I mean, we know that kind of. They, I mean, they were involved in an epic as well, of course, in in, in the quarterfinals. You know, the, the way that one finished up. You know, but if it was Motherwell, um, not Hibs, it really would have been a sense. Uh, 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 <laughs> I mean, that, that, cup, wouldn't it? <clears throat> Absolutely, but I mean, I, you know, I, I just think I look at a side that you know they've got Nisbet and Dodge and 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 Boyle. You know, the pace and the movement that they've got. They've got very good midfield as well. Um. Good Bartline, you know they they are they are a strong strong side. They've got kind of you know they've got a, a good mentality, but they've got a good pace on, on their day. I think Hibs, Hibs can can beat anyone uh, in the league. You know, it's whether I, I psychologically think, you have to yeah. think they could they could be questionable with all the Hamden the hold the Hamden <clears throat> scars of this. They've lost twice there already this season. Yeah, that, you know, that's, it, would be, it would be an unprecedented hat trick, wouldn't it? Because with, with the delayed Scottish Cup. No, that that's right, and uh, so. So much of this, I think, comes down to um, to mentality uh, and self belief, and and you know, and, and self belief comes from winning games. It comes from performances. Um, you know, it comes from the manager, the coaching staff, the whole bit. Um, I, I think United have got, <clears throat> you know, t- to me, the, the the two toughest ties that they could have could have drawn, and no harm with St. Man because I think Jim Goodwin's done a fine job, and I think Jim will go into bigger things. Um, but I, I think it was St. Johnson and, and Hibs are probably the toughest ones. I mean, in terms of matchup of style, um, I think Hibs are probably the most attack-minded of the four sides. You know, they have that kind of, that ability to, to play it wide, to play good kind of give-and-go football. Uh, they're strong, they're quick, they're pacey. Um, United will have to be at their very best, I think, and 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 probably Hibs just off the pace, I think, are there to prosper. But there is no doubt, as you know, we said last week, we 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 had no doubt that that you know, that, that given the semi-finals, we, we, that that United and Saints were up against it. I don't think we doubted on the podcast last week that they could could win these games, and so it transpired, you know. Um, and similarly, I, I, there is no reason why United cannot beat Hibs at Hamden in the semi-final. Um, but but they will have to be at their very best to do it and their liveliest. But, you know, the, the game against Aberdeen, I think, proved that on their day, they have the ability. So it's all about mentality. It's about desire. It's about hunger. It's about drive. All of the things, ultimately, when you take all of your analysis, when you take all of your kind of heat maps and all of your kind of, <clears throat> you know, your scientific methods um, that, that, uh, that, you know, modern clubs indulge in, you take all of that out, of the equation, it's ultimately about the drive, the desire, the hunger, and the appetite that you have to go and beat your opposite number uh, uh, individually. Uh, and if United can replicate what they did against Aberdeen, no doubt in my mind that they can go to the final. But it's a very, very tough ask against the Hibs side that I've got a lot of time for. Sean, just to wrap up the semi-final chat, then <laughs> it is the game changer you alluded to earlier. It's you guaranteed European football through to Christmas. And anything that's been talk of it being worth three million quid, I mean, dearie me, that's uh, one incentive. I mean, that's, that's 
partic- particularly for you. I mean, obviously for St. John's and St. Martin Hibs, but partic- you know, United are the ones that are struggling financially more than the others, we, we believe. So enormous for them, isn't it? Absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no doubt about that. I mean, if if the, if the figures, the three million figure, uh, is 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 anywhere near being correct, then I mean, it's, def- it's definitely seven figures. It's, oh, know, for so I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I mean, if, if three million is is something that could be, that's probably a fair weather figure, to be honest, isn't it? That, that would be if. If you get to the, the well, who knows if that's if you get through the playoff round into the group stage of the Europa League, or is that the Conference League? I'm actually not sure. Uh, but either way, I suspect three million would be with chucking victories in in the group stage as well, because you'll get money for that too. Uh, but I mean, the, the the prospect of 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 a seven figure boost is is huge for United. It's huge for St Johnston. Huge for everyone. Um, but there's almost. Um, if three if three million were correct, you would you would look at that as an owner, and even even <laughs> this is this is me advocating profligacy, I suppose here. But you you would look at that and and think, well, I can I can afford to give a percentage of this away here. Let's have a, let's have a bonus. Oh, if you win this cup, you you get ten grand a man or something like that, and that's that's a hell of an incentive for a player as well and it's not it's not to it's not to do players down i think it would be the same for anyone any walk of life you want to win trophies first and foremost because it's 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 an award it's an honor that's what you get into football well you get into it because you love it but once you're in it and at professional level winning trophies is is, is what you strive for because it's a, an indicator that you're very good at your job so yeah they want to win the medal they want to win the trophy but chuck 10 grand on top of it and crikey that'll kick things up a level <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a there's an enormous incentive for for all of these clubs to go and win it now. Um, I mean, there, there there would be for equally for Celtic and Rangers as well. I mean, that's it's not money to be sniffed at for anyone, but for for Celtic and Rangers, it's percentage wise less of a less of their turnover. For some of these clubs, it's huge. It's a huge amount of money. So it's it is a game changer, as you say, and as is as is to be fair, European football till Christmas for I, these I, clubs. Yeah. I, I was going to ask our esteemed sports editor whether well, there's a bonus for columnists here, Alec, but I thought I might end up paying him. You know, <laughs> uh, yours is performance yeah. related as well. Chance. Performance you're, related. You're, that's you're I could end up being out of pocket. You know. <laughs> um, no, it's it's it's, I, I, it's just putting an intriguing twist on it, isn't it? It's, oh, I mean, I think so. I mean, but Sean's right. I mean, ultimately, you know, t- take the money out, of it. and the money is important, you know, for for, for Mark Ogren, the owner, because he really has he spent a lot of money. He's a lot of money out <clears throat> on his investment um, so far, and to be honest with you, certainly even prospering at, at this stage wouldn't wouldn't you know, go anywhere towards kind of even filling a corner of what he's put out so far. But it would be important. But more importantly, I think is or, or as important as the money is the prestige, because you know football's all about raising the bar. And you raise the bar in football all the time. You you play part time, you want to be full time. You play full time, you want to be in the in the Premiership. You play in the Premiership, you want to be in the Premier League in England, perhaps. You know, you want to play at the highest level. And Europe is a high the high level. That competition that would go into wouldn't be the highest level, but it's oh. still Europe and it's on you the could, stage. You can get Liverpool. You can Absolutely. get Liverpool. You know, Absolutely. One of, just, you know, and so, listen, you know Jim, I mean some there's been St Johnson players that have signed, you know, when they've been in Europe and they've signed off, you know, by the time they've got them in, Saints have been out of Europe. But oh, it's, a, it's a different thing getting a player when you know you're you're going to be playing all the way to Christmas. And, and you, you, you know yourself, I mean, as journalists, we've all been on the European trips, whether it was, you know, United, St. Johnson, Aberdeen, whatever, you know, I've been on most of them. Um, it's, you know, for a journalist, it's fabulous. For a, for a, for fans, it's fantastic. For the players, it's it's the, it's the epitome. That's what you want to do as a player. You want, you know, where is it this week? It's Motherwell, it's Dingwall. You know, Haram, you know, he's probably saying the same about Tannadice, these players. All of a sudden, you know, it's potentially Anfield or, or it's Zurich or, you know, so, I mean, it's what you want to do. You want to play at a high, high level. And the prospect of European football, I think, is you know, is a massive feather in the cap for any professional football player. It's a massive feather in the cap for the likes of a sporting director like you know Tony Asgard to, to, to you know to, to help steer the team there. It's a massive feather in the cap for, for the owner, Mark Ogren, to to see his the club in Europe if it gets there. And similarly for you know for Saints if if they do it's a, it's a great feather in the cap for Callum and his coaching staff, Stevie Brown as, as chairman. 
Goodman. It would be, I mean, he's been there already. It would be fantastic. Yeah, well, it's building up to a lovely crescendo for the, the championship, Sean. And we're, it's D-Day on, on Friday night, isn't it? Um, both at the top and the bottom. Who's gonna get? Who's gonna get that cherished second place? Then are Wraith gonna Wraith gonna hold on and get the the win they probably need against Hearts in the last day of the season? Uh, yeah, I think they will. I think they are. I've got a bit. I've got a bit of a. I've got a bit of a, a conspiracy about that. We'll go on then. <laughs> oh, we like that. You're gonna cut yeah. this out afterwards, no? No, 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 no. I think Hearts will. Li- I think Hearts will lie down. Just because of the whole Dundee Hearts yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> they will. Here's a th- podcast th- headline. They've they've won the league, right? It's in the bag. They didn't even want to lift the trophy, but they did. Right? And then did it <laughs> didn't smile very much, did they? One, wandered <laughs> off the pitch, right? Uh, they've got a chance here to do over one of the clubs that they blame for their predicament. So, hey, I I think we might see a narrow race Rovers win. So <laughs> we're expecting fourteen year olds making their debut and stuff like that, are we? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think uh, Wraith Rovers might sneak this one. Robbie Nielsen making a comeback Hart. at right back, perhaps. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Dundee. I mean, it's a, a, a huge game for them, and and, and I mean. How many times have we talked about the up and down nature of Dundee this season? Uh, they've got every chance. Let's say they, they win it. I still think Wraith Rovers will, will, will get the points and they'll they'll be second at the end of it. So I think I think Dundee will have a game with another game with Dunfermline yeah. to look forward to. So are you Jim, is, are you coming from the same direction on this oh, one? I, I, I sort of <laughs> revenge best I, served uh, with a with a second team player to start. I'm just astonished at the sports editor. Such cynicism in one so young, you know. <laughs> just because just he said it first, Jim. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I, having been on the end of a defamation previously when I worked at the BBC, I'm certainly not going <laughs> to suggest anything. No, I mean, listen, you, don't, you just don't know. I mean, hearts, what have hearts got to play for? And, and and you you think of the backdrop as Sean has mentioned there, it's entirely possible that they'll just kinda take the foot off the gas, you know. And and, and Wraith come up. I mean Wraith, Wraith are tough customers anyway. And you know, in many respects I doubt if Wraith need that much help. I mean John McGlynn has fashioned a terrific team um at Starts Park. I'd have to say my, my kind of my fancy would be for Wraith as well to to do this. I mean there's no pressure on hearts, their season's done and dusted. Guys are kinda will be in um I don't mean holiday mode, but they, you know the the, the pressure's off. They've, they, they've, you know, they, they've won the league fairly easily. You know, um, my suspicion is that Dundee are going to have to play the extra two games. I mean, there's nothing at, in fairness. There's, you know, they're doing it. Palmerston. There's nothing at stake for Queen of the South either. Uh, but my suspicion will be that, um, uh, you know, it'll be a race who who end up in, in second spot as they are at the moment. And Dundee and Dunfermline have the extra two scraps uh, uh, against each other, which is not a good thing by any manner of means. You know, it puts you, I think, at a disadvantage this stage in the season in terms of injury suspensions and just just sheer tiredness, mental fatigue, physical fatigue. But but they only have themselves to blame if that comes to pass. You know, because the season lasts well in this case twenty seven games. Um, and, and the league table never does lie at the end of it. so if they end up having a playoff and missing out in second spot they will only have themselves to blame No, Hearts fans would be furious with their team if they if, if Wraith don't win wouldn't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they, 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 we've already seen plenty of that this season I don't yeah. think they, I don't think they want to give them any more excuses to to froth at the mouth they've, yeah, done, they've done a fair bit Dundee will do their bit though, will they, Sean? Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 the again. I think I used a horrible cliche last week. I'm tempted to use another one here. I like to restrain myself. It's a tough place to go. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb free on a Friday night. It's uh, it's a it's a it's a tough place to go. But uh, Dundee have every chance. Yeah, uh, uh, let's. I'll maintain the posit- positivity that I've tried to uh, to try to keep hold of. When it comes to Dundee this season, uh, it's been uh, I've been let listen, down. Listen, form, their form their form is, is good, doesn't it? it it's know, hope, so. ho- hope for the best, prepare for the worst, as Jack Reacher says. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, we, 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 there's plenty of time to talk about the slog of the playoffs, Jim. But they are Dundee are in good form, so you know the, you want that to continue, whether you've got to you've got to play two games extra or not. 
Yeah, I mean they, they, they've they've had a really <coughs> you know a really sweet kind of sport of form, haven't they? You know the one against uh, Wraith uh, last weekend, draw Inverness, the draw Dunfermline. You know <laughs> a lot of draws. You know draw Morton. I mean they've they, 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 they've done well, a good one down at air. I mean they're they're kind of there is a strength to the side, maybe coming at the wrong kind of <coughs> the wrong uh, spell of the season. I just I just think the season offered so much more for that squad. I know that they made additions. You know. Um, later in the season, obviously with Cummings and things like that. I just thought that, you know, that, that all along there was a squad in there that maybe, uh, whether they were the challenged hearts or not, I don't know, but I think second should definitely have been comfortably within that squad's reach. Um, <clears throat> and it, it's it's a pity that they're having to scrap it out. I mean, listen, they're in the playoffs, that's the key thing. They, they, they're still in with a shout, but they, they've made it tougher for themselves than it needed to be, I think. Well, our both, Sean, get the, the point they need to, to stay up? Home to Morton, aren't they? Yes. I'm going to say I, uh, I, I, I think they will again. Again, another tough place to go. Uh, so Very windy, yeah, apparently, I, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear quite close <laughs> to the North Sea, apparently. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to hold out hope for our bros, and, I, and I, I genuinely, genuinely hope they do it because I think they're they're great value. Oh, a part-time uh, a, team in that league is just a great yeah. thing, isn't it? You know, absolutely. it is fantastic, and obviously the the. the the entertainment factor when you've got Dick Campbell in charge of a, of a side that goes without saying, almost. But I mean, remarkably, uh, for our growth, I mean, we're looking at having a uh, big grab on the bench, aren't we? At forty-nine years of age <laughs> on Friday night, which is quite something. Be, be uh, better if he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you never know; he might have to. Did, did, you did, might have to come on. Did, did Rab Geddes not turn it for Dundee at 52 or something like that? I, I can't remember what, what, what Bobby was Dan, when he played for Dundee. Daniel Lennon was, uh, 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 was it Clyde Reserves or something? You, you know what I mean? I, I hope too that they do um, uh, stay up. And if they do, what a remarkable achievement. Aloha, you could understand going down in their part and coming to Peter Grant. I mean, another part-time side. But, you know, our both find themselves up there just a few points behind Queen of the South full-time side and above... Um, Air and, and, and Greenwich both both full time sides you know so w- once again um, I, 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 and we all want them to stay up because we, we know the guys here we know the people there the good good committee good good management team good good players we hope they do it would be a, a remarkable achievement once again if, if they manage to stay up you know particularly in the second season where I think you could in this COVID season or the rest you can almost understand why Guys are full time that are travelling from you know quite often the west coast and you know, others are training twice a week and then the long trek up to our growth on a Saturday. You can understand it almost dropping off with guys, you know. But it, it, it'll be a remarkable story um, if, if they stay up and if, well, they will, they will. I'm sure of it. As good a note as any to to finish up on there. So thanks again, guys. I mean, we'll, we'll look forward to the playoffs when they come, and, and we'll we'll have semi-finals to look forward to next week as well. So it's all happening thick and fast. Cheers again, guys, and thank you very much for listening. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find Talking Football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday, or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.